podcast. Movie, movie, 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 podcast. Are you getting this? That sounds like you're privileged talking to Welcome to the Movie, movie, podcast, everybody. Episode number 106, I think. I just wrote the post, but I'm not sure. I'm your host, Tiggs. As was just introduced by Peter. Oh, wait, is that my introduction? Russ. <laughs> I'm the token. <laughs> and Alex. Uh, I'm so geez. Oh, wow. I'm Alex. There we go. All right. The, you know, that was good introductions all around, guys. Um, Peter, you did the, uh, yeah. the outro for last week's podcast. Oh, yeah. I would love you to do the intro for this week's podcast. Um, sure, ask a white guy. Yeah, I would. I would love to explain Russ's idea for this week's podcast. Yeah, <laughs> Alex, tell us all about Russ's idea for this week's podcast. Uh, you know what? As much as I'd love to, I'd love to to explain the podcast. But no, I think I'm gonna let Russ do it. Oh my god, thank you for allowing your privilege to benefit me. This is awesome. Awesome, <laughs> guys. Don't, don't don't worry, I'm not a hero. Oh god. No, you're an ally. You're an ally. Okay, so I mean, long story short, we do podcasts about movies and it's never serious. So to but it also feels extremely tone deaf and strange to not at least in some fashion kind of cover what's happening in the world between uh, all the murders, Breonna Taylor, uh, George Floyd, the protests, the riots, all that stuff. And uh, my thought was, let's figure out a way to incorporate some of what's happening with the re-education of like, every white person in America mm-hmm. uh, into our podcast. And it would be really, really difficult to do a podcast about very many black films that take place outside of slavery and or uh, the struggle of the civil rights movement. So we figured what would be funnier than more more enjoyable watching all of the movies about black people centered around white saviors or just people of color in general. So um, this week we watched movies based on white saviors, you know, people who walk into a situation as the outsider and whip a bunch of, well, whip. Uh, put a bunch of black people or people of color into shape. So that's what we did this week. And it was the only way I could literally tolerate watching movies without thinking about all of the shit that's going on in a way that doesn't make me just want to go to sleep. So we did that. Well said. Yeah. Um, So our first movie was uh, the 19... No, no, not in the 19th, the 2006 not-hit film, Glory <laughs> uh, Road. And uh, I'll just go straight into a rest down in case you don't know what that movie is about. Glory uh, Road, directed by somebody who is nobody. Uh, in 1966, Texas Western coach Don Haskins led the first all-black starting lineup for a college basketball team to the NCAA National Championships. So, true story, Disney movie, we've been there before. Um, this was a movie that I never saw until three days ago. Same. Yeah. I, and I, yeah, I <laughs> go for it. 
Now everyone feels weird about that. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I love this. All right, I'll, just, I'll start and stop. This movie yeah. is dog shit. Yeah. Um, yeah. The first note I wrote was actually, I think I texted Peter while I was watching it. Like, uh, I think this movie is dog shit. And it is. It's the, the, the thing I find most interesting about like white savior movies mm-hmm. is I try to sit and think. Did this movie have to be about this white person in order for the story to work? Or could it have been about the subjects as right. opposed to the white person? And this is the situation that 1,000% could have just been about the athletes. Oh, 100%. Yes, totally. Yeah. And, and Derek Woods well, can't basketball is small like enough to support. Yeah. No, go for it. <laughs> no, as you say, like, like, there was no character development for really anyone. And I think that that's the one thing about these ensemble historical sports movies is that like you end up with a super long movie with no real actual personal development for anyone. No. And no. what's, what's super sure. And I, I understand that most, um, most movies like this will give you, whether it's a white savior movie or based on a true story or, or just a, period true story is going to give you uh, lines at the end that tell you what everybody did afterwards. The frustrating thing is they give, they give us that for pretty much all the black players in the, in the movie, but you see zero development that could have made you think that that was where they were going to go. Yeah. There was one, <clears throat> there was one player who they kept showing that he was really interested in that girl and that yeah. he maybe have his mind on basketball and i was like oh that's going to be a developing plot line that's going to come in later and he's going to have to try to get him to care more about basketball than he does about partying or women and oh, they uh, Derek Luke's character right they do nothing with it yeah they yeah oh, they're, they're just they're just, they're just they just cut to one scene and they're together yeah <laughs> yeah and, and the wild oh, thing is, okay. he's the first he's the first one recruited if memory serves i saw the movie two days ago i can't even remember and he's like, all I've ever wanted to do is play basketball. All I want to do is all I want to do. You see this whole movie, and then it's like, you never play basketball again at the end. I'm like, there had to be a reason that could have been teased out throughout the course of that film. I understand that after college, not everybody plays. But for somebody who you basically, at the beginning of the movie, is like, I want to do this. And at the end of the movie, it's like, he never did it again. It's like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. Yeah. So that's so that's the weird thing about this movie is that it starts off with this uh, basketball coach coming to the college and he fails at recruiting white players. So he kind of hatches this scheme. He's like, maybe I'll recruit black players. And it's not it's not like a like a service he's doing. Like he's not what he's almost doing this because he's like. Well, I got no other options. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And this movie that ends with him being like, you know what? We're in the championship game. I am making a statement. I am only playing black players in this championship game. And and that's the weird arc of the film. And that makes White Savior movies like so annoying and so blatant because they don't – they skip over the story for any of the black characters except showing struggle – And all of the development is on the white characters, and every single character, every single white character in this movie has a scene in which they prove to not be racist or show that they are. Right. Like, the the last scene, or the the scene before they play it, he said he's going to play them all, 
uh, one of the white guys, like the, the, the farm boy. Yeah. He gets oh, up. Oh, my God. Inspires all the black people to be inherently good at basketball, which is like a thing we are already. It was just so fucking laughable. It's like, oh, they needed this white kid to remind them, uh, hey, play better than everybody else because you're already better. It was so fucking stupid. And then it won't no, like, his, his like teary eyed monologue when he's. Wait, where'd he go? Um, when, when one of the white players says, um, yeah, I'm white, and you've never been able to see past that. Oh, that's sick. Oh, that's the worst. They have that like, team fight breakdown. Yes. I'm like, are you fucking serious? So fucking bad. Oh, man. Oh. Um, I think it was excellent. Like, I've had to play in your shadow. <laughs> like, oh, I forgot yeah. about that line, too. Yeah. yeah. It, it's what, what frustrates me is like, these these like his especially like the Disney five like race based movies is they assume that all the racism is cured because you know white people like a team that wins right. like so the Texas Western people are now like oh we like these guys they won not taking into account that like uh, the only people who benefited from this racism reprieve were literally these basketball players and only when they're playing basketball and nowhere else. And I'm sure they couldn't eat anywhere else in the fucking town uh, after basketball was done. So stop. Like, it's such a short-sighted view of race. And it's like a lot of why we end up in situations like this is because people are like, oh, I'm not racist. I like a black basketball team. It's like, that's not good enough. Even the booster. The booster said the most offensive thing in the movie, I think, of anybody. Um you know, he, like, didn't want black basketball players at the, on the team in the beginning. He was going to the president, and he was like, what are we doing here, blah, 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 blah. And then at the end, right before the finals, he goes up to uh, Coach Josh Lucas and is like, you know what, forget all that stuff I said earlier. Yeah. Like, how is yeah. that? Oh, okay, cool. I'll just forget that you were, like, wildly racist. You didn't want these kids on your team. You were threatening to pull money away. But just forget it. It didn't hurt anybody. It didn't harm anybody. It was yeah. totally okay. You're good. Yeah, and, and, and like those are the scenes that they give people. And even um, John Voight plays the coach oh, for God. Kentucky, and they give his wife a scene who I believe it's the only scene she's in, specifically mm-hmm. to say to the wife of Josh Lucas's character, "Hey, I'm not racist." That was yep. so weird. There was no reason for that to. I 1000% have to believe that he is dead and she is still alive and they had to ask her for the rights to his story and she said, sure, but make sure everyone knows I'm not a racist. Well, did you see in his his, uh, text at the end, uh, John Voight's thing, they had to say that he recruited um, a black player six years later. Yes. Oh, (laughs) So, so don't don't you worry. He, he stewed he stewed on that loss for six fucking years, and then was like, "All right, I'll get one." It's um, not that he and, and it's like he didn't do it because he he was he wasn't happy to do it. He was probably like, "I will do anything for the next six years to figure out a way to win without black players." I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm trying. Oh shit! I can't. Fuck it. Fine. Whatever. That's not a win. No. Nope. Nope. Also. Oh my god, did did anyone even notice that was Emily Deschanel for like a long time? Yeah, <laughs> totally. Uh, oh, come on, I always know a bone sighting. I was about to say, Bones is here. <laughs> I was going to say, well, she had like no 
I mean, talking about having like not really any personality or character. I don't think I knew her character's name. Anything or about lines. Her. She had like four yeah. lines in the entire movie, you know, but, but she was just there, yeah. almost specifically yeah. for that dinner scene. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. And like, so why did they make this movie if it's if they really made it about the fact that they won, which is I think insulting because it shouldn't be like it shouldn't matter whether they won or lost. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I think that should yeah, be right. uh, easy and obvious because also the final basketball game isn't dramatic. No. They win by like no. eight. Like they, they have they, they try to make it that way, but it's a hundred percent not. So yeah. why not make it about these players then? Who are all so much more interesting than the coach. Every yeah, single one of them. Back. Yeah, because the only pushback they had against um recruiting and playing these black players is the one booster. And right. so the, like, where was the where's I don't know, like where's the story here then? I Could find that hard to believe that there was only one guy well, tangentially that, related that, that, that had any showed. problem with it. Yeah. 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 Uh, and I think that part of that is I'm sure that they need to get the rights from the school and all those things. Yeah. Uh, because the yeah. only the only uh, actual like outwardly like racist racist incident that they have it comes from what like the people in the diner yeah. and then fans. Yeah. Yeah. Of other teams. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I, I... <laughs> and then, and then the movie does that thing, of course, when the players first arrive at the school. It includes a scene of them being uh, racist against the uh, Mexican students in the Mexican uh, population of the town. Oh, right, oh, right, right. And I'm like, uh, hot doggo. Uh, hot doggo. I'm like, Jesus oh, fucking God. Christ. Get over. This is and they're like, so see, bad. racism is everybody's problem. It's like, stop. Stop it. Stop it. Oh, and it's. The, I'm surprised at like how prominent this was on Disney Plus as well because it was on like the front page. I like I feel like this should something that's more why. hidden. Well, because they're fucking proud of it, and that's the problem with a lot of these sort of movies. Yeah. Is it's like they, they because they're feel good movies. No one ever points out that they're just wildly offensive. They they actually do I think more harm than good. I'd rather you not tell the story than tell the parts of the story you want editorialize others and then minimize the voices of the people who actually made all of the impact. Yep. Yeah. Because this is this like it's movies like these that make people think like racism was solved. Right. That like yes. they're like, yeah, dude, I remember the Titans were fine. Like all these things. Right. It's like, yeah, everyone is gonna like like it's it's bad for twenty minutes and then everyone's fine with each other. And and they all sing like the same nineteen sixties song together in in like a a locker room. Yeah, like, I bet Mitch McConnell didn't turn this movie off one day, and he's like, see, I'm not racist. (laughs) (laughs) Not to be political. Uh, This movie sucks. Any last words on Glory Road before we move on to a better Don't fucking make these movies anymore. Don't make these movies anymore. Or make them from the perspective of the people who do the shit that works. Uh, 100%. Yeah, it's like it, that's what gets me. If like if this can if this can be made and Green Book can win Best Picture a year ago, we have a huge problem because that movie is not about the queer black genius musician who traveled all over the South and lived in France. No, it's about his fucking idiot racist white guy 
driver who was still all of those things at the end. He just liked a black guy. One guy. One. <laughs> just one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, this doesn't even seem like a good sports movie. It's not. It's a terrible sports movie. Yeah. And like Derek Luke and a lot of the people in these movies have been in other sports movies and have been good in them. Yeah. Uh, like Derek Luke was in Remember the Titans. Um, not Remember the Titans. Sorry. Uh, uh, Friday Night Lights. The guy who. Had the oh, you right. Friday Night Lights. Um, there are people who I've seen. Everybody in this movie, in uh, and we'll see a lot of people in this movie in sports movies that were legitimately good. I don't know what the fuck. Like I don't know. The movie sucked. Yeah, they dropped so much. Like even as a sports movie. The one thing that might be interesting would be the story of Josh Lucas wanting to, to teach them strictly fundamental basketball, like, you play my game. And then the players being like, we will not be successful unless you allow us to play our game or some sort of synthesis between our games. And that plot line is introduced and then resolved in oh, 15 minutes. Yep, within the first, by the end of the first game, it's already resolved. Yeah. Yeah. And that's and I think that's the thing that gets me is like I'm not uh, trying to say I don't know what the what the real coach's motivations were and how what his coming around from doing something from an opportunistic standpoint to doing something because it was right I can't speak for the man so but I know from a storytelling standpoint you there's a better movie in there if it's framed from these players and you see his art from their perspective. Because that's significantly more interesting to me than seeing his arc from his perspective. Yeah. Like, I would want to be the guy that wins the best supporting actor for that role than the guy who's going for a best actor because it's all about me. If that makes sense. He doesn't even really have an arc. He's a coach at no, the start and he's a coach at the end. Like, they're, yeah, like sure. all of the players have arcs. But um, I think, like, I think well, by, making, by making him a, a supporting character... You could have done some different things with him. Yeah, that definitely. We yeah. see how he grows. Because, because coaches naturally, there is that adjustment period between uh, new players from all over the place, your system versus their system, and making that shit work. I, it, 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 there, you could have made it. You could have made him interesting. He has no arc, and he's the coach, and he's the star. and the main character, that the is protagonist. Dumb. It's so the main character. Dumb. Yeah. It makes no fucking sense. Yeah. Movie sucks. <laughs> yep sucks so bad all right let, let's let's move on to a greater movie Ooh. get it get it and talk about I, I the great wall Rush. no one remembers this so yeah <laughs> uh the great wall uh let's find that oh it's the great wall my bad <laughs> the great wall directed by uh, Yimu Zhang. In ancient China, a group of European mercenaries encounters a secret army that maintains and defends the Great Wall of China against a horde of monstrous creatures. Yep. This movie dumb. This movie's really oh, it's dumb. So it's dumb. so dumb. It's. I do find it to be like the the uh, car carrying trope member of the white savior uh, film world. Because this dude shows up uh, in, to, to, to a fucking dope army that's been fighting these dumb monsters for however many years, 
and watches them do all this cool shit and is like, uh, you know, I got some ideas, you guys. Uh, as, as, a, as a fucking dude who's been traveling around and doing, like, for money here and there, like, I think I know a little bit about what I just saw. I've seen some shit. Yeah, the weird thing oh. is, he, he rolls up to the Great Wall, and granted, the the army that's there is kind of wild in terms of, like, the their armor and stuff, because they're all color-coded. Yeah. None of the, none, not a single one of the soldiers, uh, the the Chinese soldiers in this do anything like fantastical. Like they they fight on their. What I mean is like there's no like Matrix stuff or there's no crouching tiger stuff. They you know? jump and stab. Yeah, but that's but that's real. Like I could do that. Is really? What I mean. No, as you will. Yeah. yeah. Prove like, no, it. No one's no one is running over the like. Like over like branches or treetops, you know. But then Matt right. Damon rolls up and he's like, "Okay, I'm going to show you how good of a bow and arrow where I am." And he shoots a cup out of the air into a pillar and then catches that cup with two other arrows. He's the only one who do, does something that's like, "Okay, that that can't be real." No. Only yeah. one more. And even and like they're a huge, they're a huge, like again, incredible army. And that first battle sequence is happening, and you're seeing their tactics and everything. But it isn't until like Matt Damon and to a lesser extent Pedro Pascal show up. Yeah. Uh, then they start like tag team murdering these Tate Tytow or Tate Tow, I can't remember what they're called, all by themselves. Meanwhile, everybody else it like takes ten people, but like Matt Damon, uh, he'll never miss an eye. It's just. It, 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 it's it's white savior, but it's also this other. It's almost more than that. It's like uh, everything white, no matter where it's going, is just better than everything else. And it's like almost like white imperialism. It's more than savior, if that makes yes. sense. This he like this is the thing. Like he shows up, and Frank, like f- someone from the uh from like Europe where he is should roll up and see this incredible feat of architecture that is the Great Wall and should see this huge army with these like brightly colored um armor yeah. who fight with uh black powder. Um and he should you know, he should who's amazed and interested and in awe. But he rolls up, he's like, No, I'm possibly the best bow and arrow guy in the entire world. <laughs> <laughs> Like, uh, uh, Matt, even if you were the best bow and arrow guy in the world, to show up in front of an army like that without any hubris whatsoever, and as one person, and you're like, nah, I got this. I, um, should what's be, going on here? Guys, fill me in. Fill me in. What's the story? Like, this should be, like, fish out of water, incredibly low status character with this army. It's ridiculous. Yes. That would the good. Per- yeah. Yeah. Well, also, where is he even from? Like, what is that accent? What, which, oh, which, which one? Said, which one? He keeps. Yeah. He has like three accents that are all from different parts of the world, but all from 1910. Yeah. Is this supposed to be the 1700s? Yeah. 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 Also, Max Brooks did the story for this. Did he really? Yeah. I I just don't. One, this is very out of character for Matt Damon. 
Like these aren't the types of movies makes, right. and there's probably good reason because I just don't buy him in a, a fantastical no. sort of action world. Like the the Bourne movies work because they're like quick cut editing. They're they're grounded ish. Yeah, he doesn't sit in a movie like this. Pedro Pascal does. Yeah, he doesn't. And I love how they still find a way. That, like okay, they're like we got a brownish guy in the movie. So he'll be the coward, and uh, at the end, that Damon will be a hero and be like, "I'll I'll get you out of jail, and I'll yeah. I'll learn you how to be a real hero like me, the coolest white guy ever." It is true. I get like I'm trying to think of other Matt Damon movies with CGI anything in it. He doesn't do these. He, he doesn't, doesn't do, do these that. types of movies. like and the he Martian shouldn't. worked because it was just him. And that's not necessarily special. That's not an yeah, effects there's no sci-fi. Right. It's, it's got a large budget, but it's not like CGI and stuff. De Elysium? Was that? I mean, that movie Maybe. didn't work either. It didn't work. It didn't do well. And I thought he was miscast. Yeah. I don't think he's built for these at all. No. No. I mean, this tanked really badly, right? Yeah. It was awful. Yeah. And, and they made it for an international audience, and it just did not... It didn't hit, and it was like an it's insanely expensive movie. Yeah, the most expensive. Well, I, was gonna, movie. I was about to say, I, I was going to ask if this was a, like a co-finance with with China. It was. Yes, it was. Yeah. I figured. Yeah. So, oh, so what was we were saying before? Like, it's not just that he comes up and he's the most spectacular person there, but this, like, it sets up that the the Great Wall was built to uh, keep out monsters. Yeah, to keep out these aliens. And so they've been fighting these things for centuries. 900 years, they said, I can't get them Matt Damon rolls up and practically like, how about we stop fighting them and and try to figure out how we make, the, how what makes them work? Like, have you ever tried using your brains, dum-dums? Like, let's capture one. And then they figure out, and he's like, he's not just a good fighter. He's the one who thinks of a plan to stop them. And they've been at this for 900 years. <sighs> um, this movie is also just not interesting in any way. No. <laughs> performed a lot. I mean, I like it better uh, than Boy Road. <laughs> oh, me too, by far. And I think that the directing has... I mean, there's, there's nice... I, I, I think there's, like, nice cinematography sometimes. I would, like, struggle to find something. <laughs> Sometimes it looks good, and sometimes it looks like shit. Yeah. Um, but I think this could have been maybe just a video game. Yeah. It yeah. feels like one sometimes. It does. It feels like a Dynasty Warriors good... game or something. Yes. Not a good so, video game. Yeah. The weird thing... Uh, yeah. Uh, so the weird thing about, like, especially White Savior films, and I think kind of going back to, like dances with wolves is that somehow they are so long like these yeah. movies for some reason have to be so long like both of these movies that we watch are close to two hours mm -hmm. they, they're like they're like 150 something each and it's just like it's weird that they have so much time to make this like they almost attempt to make it a grander story in some respects and yet completely miss the mark when it comes to actually talking about the issue that's there yeah, or 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 in Great Wall's case, completely ignoring a whole culture for the one white. <laughs> sure. 
So, um, and, and, and like, and the thing is, the movie was smart enough to build up like a really interesting history and culture and the colors. I had so many questions about like the way that military was set up, and I was I was like legitimately intrigued by it. The drums, I was just like, oh, this is fucking cool looking. Yeah. And then it's like all takes a backseat to one dude with a shitty wig. Yeah, like oh, I would man, have so rather bad. seen the a movie about the like that division of women that were like yeah. all in the blue that were like right. like that that seems much more interesting. Yeah, that bungee. Uh, but, but, but to kind of go back to what you're saying, Pete, I think that part of the reason why some of these movies get so long is because they are so insanely self indulgent that they need to um, you know really dive into like all the ways that like. This, you know, a lot of times tortured white person has to overcome their odds because a lot of the times, even when it's framed in like, you know, some even something like people I wrote, where it's like, you know, it, it's still part of like they still frame it in terms of flood times his journey in terms of like going from being like the girls basketball coach because that's degrading to to be a girls basketball <laughs> coach. Yeah, his yeah. girls are dumb. He's like, oh, you're running like a bunch of girls. I'm like, one, uh, I don't know what that means because girls run the same as boys as a former men's and women's coach. And two, it's a girls team. So what did you want them to run like? Oh, yeah, the, yeah that's another yeah. plot line that they completely drop yeah. out and road. When his players find out that he was a girls coach and then they like seem upset, like they're not going to listen to him and then they just move on to what's next. Well, no, they, they like mention it once and then he makes them run sprints and then they never bring it up again. <laughs> Nonsense. Um, oh, yeah. So what was I saying before about stuff being too long? I would love to play a quick little game with y'all. If y'all don't mind. I, I would love to, but I would just like to uh, breaking news. AMC Theater's opening July 15th. I, I was just reading that, that email. <laughs> I was literally just reading it. Um, so I, I know we probably shouldn't be going to movie theaters, but I don't give a shit. I'm pumped, dude. I need somewhere to go. Yeah. This is very exciting. Very yeah, exciting. I'll take, a ferry. I'll take the ferry. I'll do the Kips Bay Theater. Yeah. I won't get on a train. No, definitely. No trains. No. Oh, no yeah. Trains. I, I don't, I'm staying off the subway. Wait, um, it, even New York can't be opening it. New York City can't be opening it for these, right? We're not. In the uh, New York, New York. Well, I don't think movie theaters are until Phase Four, which would put us at like July twenty second. I think. Yeah, it says end of July. <laughs> all of the theaters should be open. Yeah, if um, you so figure, it's about it's been about two weeks per phase. We're about to hit two on Monday. So yeah, end of July we should get. We we might not get Mulan, but we should get Tenet. So what this email also uh, seat capacity restrictions, social distancing efforts, um, new intensified cleaning protocols, they've invested millions of dollars in high tech solutions to sanitation, disinfection, cleanliness, such as the ordering of electrostatic sprayers, mm-hmm. HEPA filter vacuum cleaners, and MERV thirteen air filtration filters. Is that but are masks required? I don't see anything about that. Uh, I what I was reading about Regal is. I was reading Regal, Regal's reopening thing. I think movie theaters are going to require masks unless you're eating. Yeah. And I won't eat in a movie theater. I'm not eating in a movie theater. Yep. Unless I bring it in. Oh, well, this is exciting. So. So, um, Pete's game now. Yeah, yeah. I Pete's just, I just Pete. have, Movie theaters uh, are opening back up. Two, yeah, just two quick rounds. I'm just going to ask each of you in turn, and then I'll go I'll go through twice. It's just a fun little game about uh, the, this, uh, uh, how long... 
is this White Savior film. Okay. I just each of you to take it one at a time. I'm going to give each of you one movie. I just want a ballpark guess. Uh, okay. Alex, we'll start with you. Uh, we're going to go sure. alphabetically by by uh, uh, last I'm name. I'll get away from my computer so that I don't yeah. cheat. Looking Alex, uh, Academy Award winner Sandra Bullock uh, in The Blind Side takes in a young black football player, and uh, they mm-hmm. learn about life and football and each other. How long do you think The Blind Side is? Uh, I'm going to say two hours and 25 minutes. Ooh, that's a little over. It's it is over two hours. Two twelve, right? Two two uh oh six. What? Oh my lord! Why? Why do you need that much time? I don't know why. Um, Russ. Yes. Uh, can you can you can you tell me how long Finding Forrester is? A white reclusive okay. writer, Sean Connery, sees potential writing skill in a black high school student and helps him with his writing. Okay, that was Rob Brown's first movie, and that was I think Gus Van Sant. He does go long. Uh, I watched it in Catholic high school, senior year. Uh, they made us watch it. They're like, see, black people can do anything. Uh, and it is two hours and 15 minutes. Oh, so close. It is two hours and 16 minutes. Wow. Oh. That's amazing. That is for a, for a movie that's most likely a twofer, like, why do they need that much time? It's two, it, the movie's two people. I think Buster Rhymes has a couple of scenes because he's the older yes. brother. We didn't need to be that long. No, but Russ is closest without going over. That them's yeah. Price is Right rules right there. Price is Right rules. Yep. Uh, takes yep. a movie that we'll also discuss in just a second that uh, as the protests were, were expanding, mm-hmm. a movie that shot up to number one on Netflix's Most Watched. Can you tell me how long The Help is? Oh, um, two twenty three. Hot damn! It's two twenty six. Ah, that's uh, how is the help that fucking great? I've never seen it. How is I, it that? I yeah, I, I would. I have no idea. I've never seen it, and yeah. no interest. <laughs> how is it? Oh man. And I'll preface to say, like, I I almost as the as the person who chose this theme almost made us watch the hell but then i like thought <laughs> one i thought how long it was but two i think i'll die before i ever see that movie and i'm yeah. cool with it. uh and now for the three lesser seen films uh alex sure machine gun preacher a white ex-convict played by gerard butler travels to south sudan to rebuild homes and finds himself having to save its residents from soldiers involved in a civil war. How long is 2011's Machine Gun Preacher? Um, I'd just like to say that I don't blame Gerard Butler. I'm sure he needed it. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say 210. It is 209. Whoa. Oh, Damn. Over. Over. Yeah. Uh, Russ, uh, another Yo. little film. Uh, this uh, McFarlane USA... Which finds oh, Kevin that's Costner, the, the running movie, right? Uh, Kevin Costner trains an all Latino high school cross country running team. Oh my god! What? Kevin Costner has it with uh, an ethnicity he doesn't want to save. Huh? <laughs> um, How is this a genre? Uh, I'm gonna guess that movie's got okay. It's it's for kids. Kids don't have an attention span. I'm gonna say it's on the lower end. It's two eleven. 
It's 209, exactly as long as Machine Gun Preacher. Wow. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Do you and think Machine finally, Gun Kelly has seen it? Yeah. That's where he got his name. And finally, uh, Tiggs, uh, 2014's Million Dollar Arm. A sports, a sports agent played by John Hamm organizes a talent contest in India where he discovers a pair of youngsters who will demonstrate enough baseball skills to receive a contract by the Pittsburgh Pirates. Another Disney movie. I want to say 214. Ooh, uh, way over. Two hours and four minutes. Ooh. Why are all of these movies over two hours? Because if you're a white guy doing a good thing that you want credit for, you want to get as much scenes of you earning that credit as possible. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, that's yeah. Well, because yeah. other, any other answer makes no sense to me. Movies shouldn't be that long unless they're Oscar bait, and none of those movies were Oscar bait. So I guess people yeah. just want to feel good about themselves. I yeah, mean, yeah. These are more likely to be uh, to be shown before, like in in a like a classroom when kids are about to go to like Christmas break rather than. Oscar. Yeah, definitely. Machine Gun Preacher is something I would love to see show to students. <laughs> yes. Yeah, as I said, but it's, it's exactly it's, right. Yeah, it's like Hidden Figures or something like like it's this same thing where it's right. like here are the end of day, end of school days movies. No one. Yeah, wants to teach. And, and the funny thing is, I mentioned Kevin Costner being in all these movies. Like, and I, I don't even know if I mentioned this last week, but he's in Hidden Figures as a character that did not exist. You mentioned that off-cast, and yeah. I was like, oh my because god. Because there was so... nobody who helped them. They right. did it on their own, but they were like, I don't know if this movie will work if there's not one good white guy. It's like, you had to create, like, the, fi- the fictional world of Hollywood is way nicer, which is weird, but it's not, than the real world. There were no white people who helped these women. No one did. But they had to get Kevin Costner because he loves helping people who don't look like him it's like his, it's his from thing. dancing with wolves to hidden yep. figures to that shitty movie black or white um to the one to mcfarland he yeah. loves just a man of steel yeah <laughs> nonsense i hope this is one genre that if we don't get anything out of the black lives matter movement and all the shit that's happening right now if it means white savior movies die yeah, I was listening to a uh, podcast today. Uh, there was a, a a black female guest, uh, uh, Jordane Searles, on the podcast, and she was talking about this sort of that that sort of trope of like white this trope of white savior movies. And she brought up like this interesting thing that I never really thought about, which was a movie is not either like helpful or even interesting from her perspective if it's just that like movie in which all black people are good all white people are bad like you're that's that's almost pandering it's not even like she has a hard time like engaging with that movie and they were talking about lee daniels the butler oddly enough oh god and she was like i would actually rather watch this movie because it involves the butler character and his son in a disagreement about what to do she's like i'd rather see almost an argument or a disagreement between two black characters than I would like to just see like 12 years of slave. Right. Uh, and and that, that tracks. I actually saw uh, the butler, Lee Dan, sorry, Lee Daniels, yes. Oprah Winfrey presents Lee Daniels <laughs> at um, an advanced screening 
And it was, and I had, a, there was a focus group. There's the only focus group I've ever been in. And it was hilarious. <laughs> that movie was dog shit. Yeah. It had some good stuff though. Yeah, but that's like, that's, yeah. that's the kind of, like, this is the kind of thing that, yeah, we would love to see just completely go away. Yeah. Yeah. Because when I heard when I heard her say that, I was like I, I understood a bit more like how pandering this stuff can kind of feel. Well, I think it's the, the fact that you also aren't treating like any of the characters as like real three dimensional people. Right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they're they're a means to an end for your narrative. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of a means oh, to an cool. end for our narrative, does anyone have anything else to say, or should we wrap this one up? Yeah, let's get the hell out of here. Yeah, yeah we got a topic for uh, the next one. Yeah, you can find us on the webmoviepodcast.com. <laughs> you can find Russ everywhere as Russ Incredible. And I don't care about the other three of us. That's the only person we should be looking for is Russ Incredible. Oh, yeah, but, but what if... But, boy, let's is say... <laughs> but, wait, say that again, Pete? You cut out because you're but, outside. But what if Alex was online? Oh, oh, that's true. Alex. He's the next blackest. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You know what, guys? Um, I meant to. I meant to sign up for something to get out there. Um, But I just... I had temporary amnesia. I forgot what a computer was. Oh, that's fair. That happens. Yeah, yeah, that's understandable. Okay. I do believe uh, last week we said that if Alex doesn't have one, that we would officially just dox him. Oh, yeah. Well, we said we would oh, give that out. that is right. We did say that. <laughs> we said that we would give out the first digit of his phone number, I believe, which is one, you know, before the area code. So that is the first digit. You have. I'm probably already so hacked these days from all the breaches <laughs> I've been in. That's true. You know what? It doesn't matter. <laughs> oh. All Ashley Madison, by the way. Um, oh, oh my God. So keep following us for the next 10 episodes where you too can complete Alex's phone number. Yeah. Next and week. win a call from me. <laughs> Ooh, can we, can we promise to give that out? Yeah, we can. And you can also win a date with Tad Hamilton. Oh, jeez. That, that's that's got to be where we end it now. Um, well, you guys can find us all next time on the Movie Movie Podcast. Black Lives Matter.